where visionaries, entrepreneurs, and artists dream, transform, and create. You are listening to the Miracle Moment Podcast, where your breakthrough is a moment away. I'm your host, Ray Ireland. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Miracle Moment. I am your host, Ray Ireland, and today I have a beautiful guest, Nina Camille, joining us. And she is a transformational facilitator, a mentor, coach, author, yoga instructor, and retreat master, and also an incredible soul sister. There's always a theme. I'm always bringing on my soul sisters that I've shared some beautiful experiences with. And Nina and I got to connect. I think we were connected online for a while and we got to drop into a beautiful friendship during our time in Tulum last year, Tulum, Mexico. And we were down there for a while and we got to do a little bit of traveling also while we were there. And I just got to really get to know Nina's courageous and brave and loving and fierce and just energetic being that she is. And I look up to her as a sister who is dedicated so much to her own personal healing journey, to sharing that with others, and to really just going all in on her dreams and the lifestyle that she's creating. So she's also the creator and leader of Experience Freedom, which is online group programs, luxury retreats, facilitator trainings, really looking at the pieces around trauma and discovering the truth of who who you are as a leader in safe and expansive loving containers. And I can say, you know, just by being Nina's friend, I've gotten to experience the kind of space and the depth that she has the ability to hold. And so I'm really excited for this conversation because during our time together and um, just growing our sisterhood, really, I've witnessed Nina go through some pretty massive personal transformations. And when I say personal transformations, that's like a really beautiful way to say sometimes like a human shit show of just <laughs> experiences that come to us. And, you know, I can so relate as a as a transformational leader. I think we're really our best in like our our brightest, most vibrant embodiment of that when we're in the work ourselves. And yeah, it's something that really stands out to me with how I w- witnessed Nina move through these life transitions and, you know, with different things happening, it's just her dedication to growing and growing her impact and growing her business. So we're going to be focusing on that, which is really how, how to continue growing your business while experiencing these shifts and changes in your personal realm. So Nina, welcome. Thank you so much for coming and joining our show. Oh, thank you so much for having me, love. It's such a joy to be here with you again. And thank you for such a beautiful intro. <laughs> Absolutely. And currently, the last time we, we got to see each other and spend time was on Kauai just about two two or so months ago, um, where Nina is currently living and really creating, you're just absolutely living your like ultimate freedom lifestyle and dream which is incredible because you take such a big stand in others creating that for themselves. So tell us a little bit about, yeah, what are you creating right now? What are you most excited about in your business? And then we'll dive into 
how you've moved through some of the personal transformational pieces while also staying dedicated and committed to your business. Mm, yeah, thank you so much. I'm currently gazing out into the Kauai jungle and just so grateful to be here. And the thing I'm most excited about in this moment regarding my service and my business is relaunching uh, another round of my Experience Freedom Trauma-Informed Leadership Training and Mastermind Certification Program. So uh, it was like a version 2.0 of this facilitator training that I've been running for years. We reinvented it this year and made it just so much better and potent and powerful. And we're getting ready to relaunch that now and take a new group of beings through that certification process. And along with that, I'm also gearing up to start my luxury retreat, which actually combines my healing container and my facilitator training. So we bring them together and um, that starts in a couple days. So I'm really excited to be running another retreat here on Kauai and Yeah, there's very little I love more than training facilitators and leading retreats. So I feel like there's a lot of my favorite things right on the horizon that I'm feeling pretty pumped up about. Mm, So good. So excited. And you get to, you're doing those retreats on Kauai? Yeah, yeah. We we've done them all over the world, really. Bali used to be, you know, our most consistent home. And for the last couple of years, we've both found a home for Nina on Kauai and also a home for experience freedom. And yeah, we get to use this incredible temple space that I'm just so, so deeply blessed to be able to use. A lot of people don't even know that it exists here. And uh, that will be our pad for the foreseeable future until Indonesia opens back up and then we'll start doing some Bali retreats again as well and see where else the wind takes us. Mm, So beautiful. And your journey. I mean, I love, the traveling experience, the the luxury experiences that you create and it mimics and and kind of mirrors part of your journey before you stepped into entrepreneurship, you were doing, um, or maybe you can just share with us a bit about what that looked like when you're, um, doing the yachts and all of that. Yeah. Before I ended up, you know, creating this beautiful soul aligned business that feels like a culmination of my life's work and my gifts. You know, it feels like life was kind of training me in all of these ways that I didn't understood, didn't understand until I did. Um, And so when I got out of college, I was running a destination music festival. So I was putting together large scale house music events and connection exercises and getting people into these intimate experiences while being able to enjoy music and travel and do so at, you know, a more refined way than just the festival scene. We were booking out luxury hotels and curating experiences for more high-end clientele. And then I kind of steered out of the party life and industry because it was sucking the life out of me. And my soul was just exhausted. You know, we'd spend months creating these beautiful epic events and then I need months to recover from them. And I realized that's just not how I wanted to live my life anymore. So I basically retired from that business that I built for the ground up for about five years and moved to the Caribbean and became a yoga teacher. 
and <laughs> one can love it. sustain their bill paying abilities so long on a yoga salary. And uh, <laughs> I eventually fell into the world of yachting. I, I actually fell into yachting because I met a yacht chef on Tinder and I like went to meet him and his yacht crew. And we kind of fell in friendship love where me and that whole crew just became like best buds as if we'd known each other since we were kids. And they trained me <laughs> and offered me to take over the chief stewardess position when the captain and her were going on vacation. And so I ended up in the yachting industry for three years and serving super high-end clientele, millionaires and billionaires, you know, just crazy, crazy levels of wealth and luxury and really being able to be of service at that level. So anticipating people's needs, learning to just over deliver at the most incredible degree you could imagine and then I transitioned into working on private jets as a flight stewardess. And uh, it was interesting how all of those experiences actually really beautifully weaved themselves into my ability to facilitate retreats and the types of experiences that I wanted to offer the type of people that I want to serve, right? People who are willing to look at themselves, who want to be of service to others, who are really committed to leaving this world better than we found it and are willing to really look at themselves in order to co-create that. So mm. here we are. <laughs> I love that. So, okay, now let's dive into some of the juiciness. So <laughs> you talk about that willingness to look within that yourself. And like, I've definitely witnessed that within you and how you show up in, in your personal life, really willing to look in your own mirror. And what would you say to the entrepreneur that, you know, is growing their business and also in massive transformation themselves, you know, whether that's everything from breakups to death to location, you know, moving locations, like those are just some that come to mind, but there's so many aspects of today's world and what society is going through that is just shifting us in so many unexpected ways. So what would you, like, what has been kind of your way to stay grounded and stay consistent in business while also making sure that you are taking care of yourself during those times? And if you have any examples you want to share. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I have been tested in this department in every imaginable way. Everything that you listed, I have been through and so much more. I feel like the moment I started a business that was actually my heart's offering was when life started to serve me every single opportunity to, to choose it or to not, to wow. really, really look at my own stuff and become the type of leader that I wanted to become. And there have been many moments uh, where I thought about giving up because it was just too much. And, you know, if you're a transformational leader, you're going to get it like 10 X, but any yeah. entrepreneur is going to face themselves at a very, very deep level just by being in entrepreneurship. You know, it's like relationship and entrepreneurship are like these spiritual awakening journeys that we didn't realize we were signing up for. And, <laughs> you know, in the very beginning, when I was first launching Experience Freedom, I realized that what I was carrying or helping people move through was childhood trauma, mostly. And this was five or six years ago. And 
I just started to see that theme where it was like childhood trauma, childhood trauma, childhood trauma, childhood trauma. And I'm like, oh, this is the thing that sits underneath everything. Okay, cool. Um, My brain is like yours and everybody else's um, is really, really great at recognizing patterns. And um, it's like a meta level perspective that I've cultivated through daily meditation over many, many years that when there's a pattern occurring, I can see it really, really easily. It it becomes very glaringly obvious. And so, you know, what's fun is using that skill to serve my clients. What's not always so fun is looking in the mirror with it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, And so as I was coaching clients in the beginning and putting together my first group program and really seeing this theme of childhood trauma, there was this like little whisper way in the back of the room, like so far I could barely hear it. That was kind of like, um, yeah, hi, you, you have some things over here in this department with your dad that you probably need to address if you're going to hold other people's walk through their journey of healing from childhood trauma. And I could hear the whisper start to turn into a voice. And I had a series of events um, while I was co-facilitating a retreat in Nicaragua that led me to a deep remembering of something that had happened to me as a baby and almost a re-remembering of a lot of events that occurred to me as a child, right? So we repress a lot of memory so that we can just survive life and keep going. Mm -hmm. And this was stuff that I consciously knew, you know, there were some memories that repressed when I was a baby that I couldn't remember with my conscious memory, but there were memories that were from when I was 10 that I can completely remember. I almost just locked them in a box far, far away. And I remember sitting and coming to terms with you know, my father was a very gifted psychic and healer and shaman. Um, we come from the Haudenosaunee lineage. Uh, and he also was a very, a very unwell human being inside and used his powers to manipulate and control people and to get them to do things that were outside of their own alignment and their own sovereign choice. And I watched that my whole life. So I always had this interesting relationship with my own psychic attunement because I was afraid that it made me look like him or that I would be like him. And he caused a lot of pain in my family and to me. Um, And the abuse I suffered was a lot more emotional and spiritual, um, but there was some outright sexual abuse that happened to my cousins and children in my family um, before I was born. And it was almost like I, I somehow forgot that I knew that. And so as I started to do this work, all of my memories of what my father had done both to me and to a lot of the young boys and girls in my family started to come back. And it, it hit me like a freight train where I, I felt like I was going to be crushed by how debilitating these memories were to remember that my dad had essentially like sexually molested every child in our family, except for me that I could remember at least. Um, but I could remember some weird ritual happening when I was a baby and just a lot of emotional manipulation. And I remember sitting back and looking at what I was creating and asking myself, like, wait, can I even do this? Can I even run this group program when I clearly have a mountain of my own trauma to move through? Like, Mm -hmm. maybe I I should just hit pause on the whole thing. And I'll come back to it, like once I'm healed. And I remember seeing some Mm -hmm. healers and psychics and like really doing my work around it and listening to my inner knowing. And the answer was, 
Like, don't you dare give up. Like, no, serve your people and do your work. That's how this is going to be. And in that moment, I was like, oh, I don't have to quit just because I have my own, you know, pile of shit to deal with. That's actually what makes me so relatable and so connected to my clientele and to the people I'm with is that I do know exactly what it's like. And I know what it's like to have to show up to your life while going on a journey of healing trauma, because it's not like life stops when we go on this healing path, right? We have to like show up to work, care for our kids, yes, do all of the things. And so that was really the moment where I realized oh, this is just the path that I'm choosing where life is going to serve me up big heaping doses of my own medicine. And I get to stand up and swallow them while also being in service to others and extracting the gold and being in a perpetual state of learning, 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 growing, 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 healing, 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 and continuing to offer that just in real time. But that was the like new lifestyle that I was choosing. Um, and I had the opportunity to either sign up for that or to run away from it. So I chose Mm -hmm. to live it and it's worked out pretty well so far. Wow. I thank you so much for sharing, you know, this whole start to your business and your journey. And I think there's so many conversations I have where people are really scared to not be complete or not have a form of resolution within themselves before they start sharing it. And in some ways, it's almost a controversial topic because, you know, there's, I think of like the business coaches that maybe are helping people scale their businesses, but they haven't, they haven't reached those levels of income themselves and, and kind of talking about, okay, well, where is, is that even congruent? Like Mm. that feels, you know, incongruency. So I'm curious And, and I also, you know, totally see the piece around just needing to show up because it's, it's your mission. It's what you're here for. So can you share with me, like what really defines being congruent while being imperfect? Mm. What does that look like to you? And how have you found that? Because I know that you are a very congruent leader and, and that's, like a value of yours is that piece of integrity. Um, but yeah, I'm curious for you to kind of define that for us. Yeah. And you said it right there, integrity. Um, I think because I was raised watching someone be so, so powerful and so gifted and so capable of performing miracles. Like I watched my dad cure cancer and multiple people and himself like multiple times. Mm. And like he taught me these crazy energy practices that like when I was in the second grade, I could cure people's hiccups. And it was like my party trick. And I watched somebody able (laughs) to yield this much magic and power and show me what I was capable of and be so out of integrity and so manipulative. And he would lie to me all the time. And I always knew when I was being lied to. And so I feel like having a wound around betrayal and a lack of integrity, especially in like a father figure has led me to really, really commit to living a life of absolute integrity. And, you know, integrity for me is, am I being honest with myself? And 
if I can be honest with myself and really truthful and also empowered, then I don't actually have to worry about anything else. I don't have to worry about who wants it or doesn't want it. I don't have to worry about the market. I don't have to worry about being judged. I don't have to worry about, oh, will they think I'm X, Y, or Z? Like none of that stuff even really crosses my awareness. And, you know, I'm online a lot and I know I'm being judged, but I genuinely don't notice because I live in integrity with myself. And that's one of my absolute core values. And it's also one of the most challenging paths I think we can take. Uh, But I knew what it was like to not live in integrity with myself and to also witness somebody abusing the privilege of being so gifted in this life. And so integrity is showing up to what's authentic and what's true. And it's not playing small or needing to be perfect. Right. And so was I still healing a lot of my own stuff? Yes. And had I undergone some deep training around trauma and the brain and how to facilitate transformation and gotten the certifications that I needed? Yeah, absolutely. And I walked before I ran, you know, I coached one-on-one for quite some time before I had the audacity to run a group program or luxury retreats. I co-facilitated and taught yoga for many, many years and helped people with retreats before I started running my own. And so, you know, I have taken some big, massive leaps in my life and I will continue to do that. But I did so knowing that I am actually prepared to take this step as much as I can be. And life and God and my legion of angels are going to take care of the rest. As long as I'm not out of integrity, then I'm okay to take big risks and to stand in the truth of what I'm here to offer. You know, the one dicey place I see people get when they aren't quite cultivated in their facilitation capacity yet, or they don't really know how to hold that space or what to do with a client when they're experiencing something that's really big is, you know, sometimes these business coaches will help their clients inflate their services or make them seem like they're able to offer more than they are. And so, Mm -hmm. or even like embellishing their client history, you know, like saying that they've served this many clients when like those were actually their friends that they were coaching. Um, oh. And so for me, like when I'm training a facilitator or a business owner, I'm asking them like, what's actually true? What's really, really, really true right now? And if you just stand in that, it's so magnetic and you don't have to lie about your experience or what you're capable of or what you have or haven't been through. You don't have to hide that you've been through extreme trauma either. You know, you can be a leader and realize that you're in an abusive relationship and in a trauma bond. And you're like, oh my gosh, me, I'm not supposed to be here. (laughs) Oh shit. But you being real about that just spreads this like truth of our innocence so far and it lets people actually connect to you. And so for me, integrity is, like I said, really being honest with yourself and having the courage to be honest with the people around you while also taking that leap and standing in your power and you know, getting away from like the trickery of the like marketing and sales industry. And this goes beyond just being a coach. It it happens everywhere. Like there are ways we can manipulate each other and does it work? Yeah. But should it? Mm, Maybe not. 
So for me, the, the magic is like, love yourself and what you're creating so passionately and have it be in such integrity that your relationship with it is actually your rock. And so whatever life throws at me, like my mom died last year. I've gone through relationship stuff recently. Like I've moved. There's so much that has thrown me, but actually my commitment to my business and its commitment to me is the most stable thing I've had. And has my business fluctuated? Yeah, of course. But my commitment to it and the ways that we love each other, my business and I have not wavered at all. And it's actually been like one of the most steady relationships I've had in adulthood. And that's actually what helps carry me through those big challenging moments. So it's never a question of like, can I make it through? And I do ask myself that question, like all the time, don't get me wrong. But yeah, <laughs> I know that like, even when I feel like I can't even get up and brush my teeth, that like, I can love my business and my business will love me. And we have a responsibility to each other because it is part of why I'm here. And that's actually the thing that helps me get through those really big, just life shattering transformational moments is like, I've got shit to do that I love. And that will get me through the darkness if nothing else can. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, and I wanted to ask you, you know, what was a, what was a miracle moment that you experienced, but you almost answered it right there, which is, you know, there's like multi multiple miracle moments that happen while being in business. And it's that recommitment to that level of love and devotion and really being able to feel that reciprocated between you and your business. Would you agree? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I do have like a little miracle moment if we have space to share. Yeah. So absolutely. So like you said, there are many, there are many, many moments where I've been brought to the absolute edge in my business, in my life. And I've been given the choice, like, will you choose this or will you not? But as you were just Mm -hmm. saying that, um, this is the one that came through that may be inspiring to the listener in this moment. And last year when we met in Tulum, my mom had just died in April and I had a group program launch like during that time. I actually had a 111 person masterclass the day after my mom died. And so many of my friends and my business coach were like, are you still going to run this masterclass? And I'm like, yeah, what am I going to do? Let down a hundred people. Like I'm going to do it. And so I did it. And I was shocked that I made it through that, but it was actually something that helped me like move through this just astronomical life change of losing one's mother. Like there's nothing ever that I've been through or that I will ever go through that was quite like losing my mom. And I ended up filling my group program, you know, partially probably because of the realness I brought on that masterclass, but it just happened. And I didn't think I was going to end up with 10 clients in a group that summer. I had already canceled the retreat. And I remember sitting at brunch with a dear brother that you and I both know, Nikhil. And Mm -hmm. I looked at him and I was just so in it. I was an absolute wreck during this time in my life. There were days that I couldn't stop crying, like entire days. And I looked at him and I was like, I don't know how I'm going to hold 10 people when like, I can't even go to the grocery store right now. My nervous system has just had enough. And he looked at me and was like, what has to happen in order for it to feel good? And I was like, oh, 
hire one of the facilitators that I've trained over the last three years. Duh. And so I hired John Forney to co-lead my program with me. And that was the first time I ever like had a support coach or anything like that in my programs. And it changed everything. And it was this big risk because none of the people who signed up signed up for us, right? They signed up for me. And he was a little nervous about how that would land. And, you know, the only thing that ended up happening was Epic Miracles where he came and helped me change people's lives forever in such a beautiful, miraculous way. And it was all a result of me asking for help when I needed it. And Mm. like that, I think is something that not all entrepreneurs are willing to do. And really humbling yourself and realizing like there are times where we need support and we need help. And we've likely got people right around us who are so stoked to help, like would love to help. When I came to John, like, Hey, you're my brother. I know that you're certified through experience freedom. Can I hire you to like coach this with me? He was like, Oh my God, I'm so honored. I would love nothing more than to do this with you, Nina. And I'm like, Oh wow. Like that, what a miracle moment that all I had to do is ask for help. And now I get to feel better. Everyone in the group program feels like they're getting more. John gets to feel better. Like it was just a win across the board. And since then I've kept him on because of how much magic was created from that one moment of me realizing I didn't actually have to do it alone, that there were people who were here to do this with me. Oh, so good. Especially just, you know, so many solo entrepreneurs out there in the transformational space and the coaching space. So it's really beautiful to hear that possibility of partnership and collaboration and how much that can really expand the impact that's had on clients and also expand the business and expand your own personal freedom of, you know, time and energy. So thank you so much for sharing that. How can our listeners continue to follow you? Yeah. Instagram is a great place to hang out. And uh, my handle is at it's Nina Camille. So I T S N I N A C A M I L L E. And you know, if anything I shared that inspired you, I'd love to hear that. And you can pop over and just shoot me a DM. I pretty much respond to every message I get on there. I'd love to share a lot. And there's also my website that will be in all the links that you share. Experiencefreedom.co has all of our offerings and the different levels of trainings that we offer and love to share with people. And yeah, I just... I love to connect with human beings through this journey. It's so incredible how many times someone has hit me up and just been like, oh my gosh, I listened to something that you said on a podcast or an interview. And I feel like I've gone through the same thing. And it just creates these really beautiful moments where we do realize that the places where we think that we're broken are actually like the exact same shit that every single other human being Mm -hmm. is going through in our own way. And it just really humanizes. And in my opinion, it makes it more fun. You know, the more I realize how regular all of my like big stuff is, the more humor it seems to add to this journey of being a human and a spirit at the same time. (laughs) absolutely (laughs) absolutely oh well thank you so much nina for being on here thank you to all the listeners that have tuned in and we will see you all very soon many blessings thanks for checking out this video 
Subscribe and ring the bell if you haven't yet, so you can stay up to date for new episodes coming out soon. And remember to witness and acknowledge the miracles and magic in every moment. This is Ray Ireland, and I'll see you soon.